Is it music for the masses? Um, no. Hello and welcome to Isopod, the isolation podcast. It is Wednesday, July 1st. I'm joined by Jack McEntee, my my, my co-host. It's been two weeks since our last episode. There has been full of albums and EPs dropped. We have a couple we want to highlight, but yep. uh, Jack, what have you been listening to? The never-ending question on this show. I went back to uh, Damn right before uh, Phoebe dropped last week. I think I texted you about that, but... Um, sure did. I, um, I kind of forgot how good that is. So, listen to that, and uh, it's still... Great, and it actually, it hits, it still hits pretty hard. So, I mean, DNA, Triple X, those are very relevant songs still, so. Good music's timeless. Yeah, that's right. What about you, dude? Um, I had a Aunt Lara wreck I've been listening to. Um, Love Aunt Lara. Lily Hyatt daughter of john hyatt uh dropped her sure. it's like her third album in april 2020 called mm-hmm. walking proof um it's a little more country americana sounding than i usually gravitate towards but it's also kind of got this like dreamy escape that i've come to love with some of the indie artists we've talked about and nice. as we'll talk about with uh, phoebe bridgers but uh Ray and some kind of drug and candy lunch were my favorites from that one. Cool. Uh, it's my conversation with Laura. So fantastic. I don't think there's a lot of music coming out this Friday, this Thursday night that we're excited about. Um, unless you, uh, unless you want to give the 30th album of legendary Atlanta rapper Gucci Mane a try, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I've, if I've heard rumors that Westside Gun is releasing another album. I don't know. I haven't confirmed if that is true. We both. I'll we be both reaching like... out to the Griselda uh, representatives and <laughs> have an update on that. Pop Smoke. Right. Uh, his. I mean, I don't even know what to call it. His debut album, his posthumous album. He passed away last year, but uh, he's got a lot of big features on that one. Um, so hopefully. It's good, and uh... yeah, I was um, I was never a big Pop Smoke fan. Um, super sad what happened to that guy, but yeah, I'm I'll I'll give it a listen. I was never really into his his style. Um, cover art got a lot of uh, traction. The it actually is being replaced by yep. a different cover art. So it is. That's good. Twitter Twitter bullied. Uh, his team into changing it because it it was really terrible and really just the minimum effort you could possibly put in. I I don't know any Jack's the design guy, but I think I could probably come up with a cover art better than that. Um, It it was really bad. Um, And what's really sad is that one of the premier designers in the, in the world um, came up with it. So um, yeah. Vir- Virgil Abloh, you got you got to. I mean, he's he's the same guy who gave us that Watch the Throne um, metallic cover art, which was so dope. Um, right. But that yeah, that's just 
it was it just wasn't good. So, um, no. and uh, you know, you you don't you don't always see cover art trending on Twitter, but um, that one not for the right reasons. Not for the right reasons, that's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, there there's two albums that I think uh, Corey and I wanted to talk about. One definitely we want to talk about Phoebe, of course, but um, another one that uh, I think surprised us both uh, was. Um, Bob Dylan. Um, That's right. With, Rough and Rowdy Ways. I don't even know. Do you know what album that is for him? Number? Yes, I. Yeah, this might not be right. Um, at age 79, Bob Dylan is releasing his 39th studio album. Jeez. Is that right, Bob Dylan fans out there? <sighs> e- Sound- even more than Gucci Mane. <laughs> sounds, well, sounds right. It's his first in eight years, and... I honestly think it'll go down uh, with some of his very best. Um, it's this delicate, detailed, deeply personal record. One he claims is not metaphorical, but real lived experiences um, and coming to terms kind of with his own mortality. Um, who knows mm-hmm. if this will be his last record, but he's 79. It's, it's, it's hard to keep producing. Uh, quality music uh as you got into the 70s 80s he's been doing this for for six decades which is insane um it contains multitudes of sounds with the bluesy like false prophet and goodbye jimmy reed some of i mean that that's more influence of uh black artists which Mm -hmm. bob dylan has been very vocal about throughout his career um you get some of the slower ballads of my own version of you and my personal favorite, I've made up my mind to give myself to you. Um, there's some country, gospel, rock-sounding influences as well, which he's explored all throughout his catalog. Mm-hmm. But um, on this one, yeah, he... <laughs> I, I mentioned the multitudes. He, comp- he compares himself to Indiana Jones and Anne Frank on this one. He gives us the historical context for, honestly, where we are today. Um, with not only a 17-minute long track on JFK's assassination, but references to Julius Caesar's last days and Lincoln's assassination. Um, it's been out two weeks, and I feel like I'm just kind of scratching the surface, which is a testament to his songwriting. Uh, yeah, if this is his final album, what a gift and legacy he's left. Yeah, it's a, it's a, ma- he's, I mean, he's always been known throughout his career as a master lyricist and, uh, and songwriter but um i mean this is uh at age 79 it just shows you that uh um you know great great music can can still come from uh from that place if you you have that gift so um yeah i enjoyed this one too and i really was not anticipating liking it too much um but um yeah his storytelling is uh on full display that's for sure yeah I especially love that Key West song. It's like a nine-minute one too, right before the oh, final yeah. "Murder Most Foul." But yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into uh, Phoebe Bridgers, Jack. You wanna give us the intro? Uh, yeah. Ease so, us in. uh, Phoebe Bridgers um, coming through with this is her sophomore album. Uh, which is crazy because she's had a couple of collaborative efforts, um, so it doesn't feel like her sophomore s- solo, but it is. Um, she's really only been 
around yeah it's not too years. long it feels I mean, like she's been around for a lot longer but she's i mean she's really young too so um but yeah i mean this this album um i was anticipating enjoying it um quite a bit uh you know based off the uh the teaser tracks um but i was not um i wasn't ready for it really um i i had to listen to it twice the 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 night it came out because it just blew me away first listen um i mean she's got some like very um uh personal she gets very personal throughout this whole thing and i don't know like it just seems very atmospheric to me and very like um it's like um uh very euphoric that's that's how it felt maybe it was just like the mood i was in but it it really like the the album aesthetically just see the sounded really pristine um and yeah her vocals shine throughout this thing i mean it's um it's just it's a beautiful record it really is and it's and it's a record that's mostly touching on her um angst and, and depression throughout her life which is um uh you know uh obviously very um touchy subjects for someone who gets that personal but um she makes she finds a way to make it so candid and she does it's crazy witty her i just like the way she approaches telling not even telling stories but uh writing songs yeah yeah i mean she has like references to um uh uh when she she was talking about like when she turned 11 she she had this dream that she would like, she's a huge Harry Potter fan. And so she had this dream of like getting a, a letter that she was accepted in the Hogwarts and she writes about that on this album. So it's like it, just that range, you know, like that's just, um, uh, just getting into like really like funny and like interesting stories, but also like very deep and, um, and, uh, yeah, just like, um, things that uh could be hard to talk about yeah i loved every every song, song. <laughs> on here i, I, I don't i, I every really song. can't tell you the last time that was the case for every me. song yeah uh like maybe igor would be the most recent but i don't even know if i loved every song on that as much as i like this one so i kind of wanted to run through them briefly there's what is it 11 12 tracks the mm-hmm. intro the intro dvd menu track doesn't really count as it's just this eerie minute long instrumental that builds into garden song mm-hmm. uh which is her gorgeous lead single we've talked about it it's so a track about manifesting dreams um she actually harmonizes with her tour manager on that one i did i was trying to figure out who that was i i mm. thought i didn't even notice it during the singles i don't know if she changed the version on the album but uh, we then get her second single, a more up-tempo indie track, backed by this bright horn section. It's Kyoto. Love Kyoto. Um, she sings about her Japanese tour and always hating where she is. Uh, the title track, Punisher, plays into her fear that she's unintentionally causing harm to others and is therefore a Punisher, a kind of a theme she talks about all throughout the album. That song actually um, had me levitating above the ground. I think with that, with that, yeah. uh, that musical intro, it takes you to another place, man. My my 
current favorite track, it's changed a lot, is Halloween. Um, it's this simple, haunting song about a dead relationship. Uh, Connor Oberst of Bright Eyes helps with the outro. Ch- Chinese Satellite is Jack's song, so I'll, oh, I'll yeah. leave him that one. Maybe that'll be one of his uh, picks, but just another. It's, it's kind of like an example of, if you're not listening closely, it's one of the really like upbeat songs, but then it's also some of her like most devastating songwriting mm-hmm. um moon song i've seen get some criticism i don't know i just watched fantano's review and he didn't like it for some reason and yeah i saw that too it's i uh, it's one of my favorite I, I they're all my favorites but it's I this it wistful too. ballad from this like she's talking about her nautical themed birthday uh <laughs> another brilliant example of what makes her songwriting so funny and sad at the same time savior complex continues that brilliance as she's sings about her troubles and challenges and saving herself from herself icu uh which was that last single is now acronymed like the hospital icu in the album uh anyways i i love that one uh she says i've been playing dead my whole life the feeling of a walking zombie uh I love that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, Graceland 2 is kind of feels the most almost out of place or different on the album. It's got this twangy fiddle and banjo accompaniment. Um, and she's she has Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus of Boy Genius um, on it. So yeah. it's this profoundly sad but hopeful track about a woman like re-entering an unfamiliar world. Um, and then I know the end is the closer and it's it was it was my pick for the playlist uh i kind of wanted to read the like first couple lines go for it it's her voice is just gorgeous i i want to sing it but i can't she says somewhere in germany but i can't place it man i hate this part of texas close my eyes fantasize three clicks and i'm home and she Mm. goes on to talk about how like there's no place like her room and it kind of builds the one the instrumental builds and then she's like talking about this literal apocalypse and then it climaxes with her singing and or sorry screaming and it's the last we hear of her on the album and i think it's such a gorgeous way to end it way to yeah i played the album for my mom yesterday and she's like yeah i really liked it except for that last track and i was like well that's my favorite song on the album so (laughs) (laughs) anyways they're all my favorites i this this will go down this will go down in history i i love this album yeah there's not a flaw in it um early uh early favorite for album of the year i'm saying it right now (sighs) yeah i say that every week no one wants to say that anymore so (laughs) just just know this is really great i i feel like i need to stop saying that because anyways it's just it's just great it's Um, the best uh playlist yeah let's move on um so um i guess just building off of um um punisher i'll just get into uh my first pick off uh, the last two weeks and that would be as Corey had predicted chinese satellite um where i this is arguably i think this is where she gets the most personal on the record um just, yeah um 
it's uh, it's a song that talks about her lack of her lack of faith, but like wanting to believe in something. Um, this is the one that has the Harry Potter reference, right? It does. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, and it also, that kind of plays into that idea. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, where she's like hoping that something good will happen, um, and she also she also talks about at the end of the song how she hopes that um, one day, um, and this is something that I also heard her say in an interview. Um, hoping that one day someone will just wake her up and say that like this is all fi- like like life is just like all fake and that just, it, it isn't real and 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 they've come to to take her take her home to like her real home um, and that's how the song ends. Um, just to really, it, I, I guess it's just like it's it it hit me just because it it seemed like something that's um, uh, I feel like a lot of people especially now are going through cause like, you know, life is, um, can get pretty, pretty tough for, for a lot of people. And, um, and this is something that, um, is very relatable for, for, um, for those kind of situations. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a gorgeous track and, um, yeah, that's, that's it. 100%. Yeah. My first track is lockdown by Anderson Pack. Heck yeah. It is a protest track uh, that he released on Juneteenth. It is about rising up in this time of lockdown. Uh, the video, I'm responsible for at least half of the views on the video um, because it's different than the song because it has an appearance and verse from J-Rock and it's his best verse since Money Trees, in my opinion. Maybe his best verse ever. J-Rock goes acapella rapping about knees on necks, tanks in neighborhoods, stimulus checks, history repeating itself. And I, I just highly recommend watching the video. Um, he also, J-Rock also joined Pac for a performance of the song at the BET Awards earlier this week. So mm. just Anderson, Pac, groovy vibes. Yeah, yeah solid. Um, and important words. Yeah, very much. Um, some more important words. Uh, we got a um, a new single from Beyonce. Um, I don't think this is for any kind of uh, any kind of teaser track for an album because um, I read all the proceeds for this song um, are being donated to support Black-owned businesses. I could be wrong. Um, it could be for for an upcoming lp she did just announce a visual album coming out like oh you know what i did see that yeah i i I don't know if this is going to be a part of it but she did just announce that on netflix right i I saw that somewhere i think so yeah that's right it's coming out july 31st so that's about a month away now yeah nice anyways Um, go ahead but yeah black parade um this is a just an absolute banger of a track it's a celebration of blackness um and it was a it was released at the end of um juneteenth which is a holiday that i was very sad that i had not really known of really um i I mean i knew that it was you know like like that day was like a, a commemoration of the end of slavery but i didn't know it like had a name you know um and so that was the song that kind of rounded off that day. And that was, um, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a great one. Um, five minutes in length, um, where she proudly sings about her heritage, hometown, womanhood and skin complexion. Um, and like I said, every, uh, dollar that is, um, 
uh, being received uh, for that song is being donated to black owned businesses. So, um, yeah, good track. Check it out. I'll keep that theme going with I Can't Breathe by Her. Another poignant protest track. This one from R&B star Her calling out some of the phrases and actions white people use to mask racism. She calls out generations of supremacy, media perceptions, and microaggressions. And it's one of those you just kind of have to listen to. I thought of like reading off her final spoken word style verse. because I think it's really powerful, for a lack of a better word, but I, I don't think I'd do it justice. So I, th- I think it's a message everyone should listen to mm-hmm. and expose themselves to. So, Yeah. Yeah, I love that one too. Um, another one that I really, really liked, um, new uh, single from JPEG Mafia. Uh, he teased this back in uh, mid-June, I think. He's been releasing a lot of different singles where he's like just in the middle of a desert somewhere. I don't even know uh, where he is. But <laughs> the videos that accompany each single is just hilarious, I think, because it's just some... I think it's his girlfriend or something that films him in this like really like janky camera. And it's yeah, just they're like, very off the cuff. But then yeah, like the, it's really, some of the editing is also crazy yeah really cool um but uh this one's called the bends and uh track that uh touches on um trump politics and uh its effect on the black community and um he actually he has a reference in the track where he talks he talks about um uh, trump's speech during his campaign run where when he uh asked the black community like what do you have to lose you know like you have no jobs. You're, you know, like in terrible schools, like all this stuff. And he's like, what yeah, that was sampled in the in the Meek track as well. Yeah, so that 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 closes out the, closes out the song. Um, but yeah, another another good one from Peggy. So my well, there's there's four short EPs I've been listening to that have come out since last episode that I kind of just wanted to touch on. Umi, mm-hmm. Dirty Projectors black and kemba and kemba's I, I i liked all of them and i think kemba's is my favorite my third track is the get back in parentheses riot by kemba mm-hmm. uh this is the most aggressive of the four songs on his ep um who's he says he's been wanting to make this music since witnessing the ferguson riots firsthand after the uh mike brown death he raps about wanting more than survival, fighting forces with too much firepower, and seeing moms like his own crying on CNN. It's kind of less concise, um, less organized approach than Pack or her, but just as emotional and infuriating. And my favorite from... I, I really liked all four songs on that Kemba yeah. EP. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, my last track to round it off uh, is Don't Get Caught Up by Ziggy Alberts. Um, for those who don't know, he's a uh, Australian native, um, one of uh, my favorite new artists that I got turned on to uh, last year. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, most of his songs, like if you've heard one of his songs, you kind of understand the vibe that he that he has. It's very like Jack Johnson-like, um, but he's he's a true singer-songwriter for sure. Um, 
and this is one of my favorites that he's dropped in a while. It's a, uh, it's about loving one another and not really taking the news as, as facts anymore. Cause we can't really do that. Um, and, uh, the course is all about not getting caught up, um, having the news tear us apart. Um, my favorite line in the whole song is, um, towards the, towards the end where he says, uh, can you believe that we are still here arguing when we should trust each other more than more than we trust our screens? But you see, it's so easy to do when the news says it's facts, but in fact, it isn't, it isn't true. Love that. Very nice. My last track is All Star by Mike. It features Earl Sweatshirt himself. It is from Mike's newest album, Weight of the World. Uh, an album I kind of wanted to talk about, so this is kind of an excuse to do that. It's a <laughs> grief, grief-stricken project inspired by his mother's passing. Uh, Mike, the the New York rapper, has been at the forefront of this subgenre. I don't think it has a name yet, um, but it's the subgenre of rap, kind of defined by lightly distorted and compressed lo-fi beats with loop samples and lackadaisical rapping, a style like Earl actually popularized on some rap songs and gave credit to Mike, um, even in his lyrics. Um, but this is their first collaboration, uh, despite being friends for a long time. And it's Earl that ends the entire album with this long, dense verse. Um, it, it won't be an album for everyone, but I, I love the sound and I think Mike is the king of it really, and should be a household name in the underground rap scene. So this all-star track with Earl is a perfect closer. And I also wanted to say that what they think by Carter Ace, I added to this mm. week's playlist. Yeah, is so good. A- a- any other week, it I would thought be. I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna have that in your uh, in your picks this week. That that was um, yeah, that was. There's not a mu- much things, to but... say about it. It's just a song that you can't not love. You can't not <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. Um, well, cool. Um. I think that uh, I think that does it for this week. Unless you got anything else to add, Core. I got nothing else to add, Jack. So thanks for tuning in, and we will be back next week or two weeks, three weeks. Who knows? We should just end the episode. We'll see you guys later.